Welcome back to another episode of the Exterminatus Podcast, all things competitive in the world of Warhammer 40,000. My name's Eric, with me is Ray, back from the dead. Hello. And of course, Robert's here. I, I'm taking his place because I needed to take a nap last week. <laughs> You're still fighting off a migraine today, so we appreciate you uh, putting in some extra effort, despite being the walking wounded. Uh, Ray and on the other hand, we're uh, gallivanting through an RTT. Uh, Ray did really well last week. I um, added to my seven-game losing streak now. <laughs> well, but that's okay. I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and to be fair, I don't think you've gotten very many reps of the new uh, uh, detachment in which you did decide to play in the end instead of sticking with the real space raid, which I think you were more used to playing. I don't want to say with the crutch, but... I mean, comparatively speaking, when you're used to having a lot more pain tokens, do you find yes and no. I think the bigger thing was is in order to get the most out of the new detachment, my army list completely changed, and that is always a big change. And um, so, no, actually, matter of fact, in my second game going into turn three, I had seven pain tokens. I was like, "Wow, this is awesome!" Um, I was just because I was actually killing things, so that was kind of cool. But um, it, there's a lot of differences, and, uh, and of course, uh, the list I took was um, very off-meta, so everyone else was like, what the hell is this nonsense? But um, <laughs> I'm going to do some quick, small refinements, and um, but as, as I went through the pictures from the games and kind of reviewed the games were there's opportunities there that I made some colossal mistakes. So I think next time around, if I do this and do uh, things a little bit differently, I think um, I think I'm going to definitely surprise a couple of players because it's just such a different approach of what's going on. So, but to your point though, I'm not sure if I was yeah if the real space raid is dead and gone. There's there's still some play there, I think, because you lose Fire and Fade as a stratagem. You lose the minus one to wound to Coven units, and I lose Advance and Charge on Witch units. So um, I don't know. You know, I'm still weighing it out. But um, giving my Incubi Lance uh, when they emerged from a uh, transport came in very handy, as did uh, when the Witches actually took on a Knight. That was pretty cool. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. As long as you learn something, that's the important <laughs> bit. Yeah, no, I learned a lot of little just dumb stuff, and um, you know the like uh, quite a few like uh, in the canoptic rates, for example, they got that little strat. Oh, if you get too close, so I can move away from you. So I'm going to move point <laughs> one inches away from you from that distance, and then get out of my transport and charge you later. So I have to I have to read that rule interaction carefully because I'm trying to think of what doesn't disembarking count as a move. So could they move away from me then? So I have to read that one a little more carefully. Um, I think the bigger problem with that whole scenario was if I just moved slightly, like three inches to the left, I would have forced them, okay, I'm going to charge one of these two units. If you want to move out of the way, pick one. So <laughs> yeah. that would have made life a lot You easier. and I both got to meet that particular impenetrable wall. Yeah, so that was, that was rough. I underestimated the power of the Archon in close combat, so I should have been doing more assassination. You know, just the epic challenge stratagem is my friend. Should have been doing that. And um, all, it's going to say two words, and Ray's going to laugh his head off. Just clock. So. 
hey, I, I don't knock you. I had a game with my custodians the other day that I looked at when we started. I did the math when we ended. I had gone 30 minutes over time. Wow, Although your... that game was very, very tight in a lot of thinking was happening. Right. Well, it's the first few games that that's it's expected you know that's one of those i just i just went from one extreme to the other you know my first game i actually timed out in the fifth turn i haven't done that in years i was very embarrassed but in the end of the day i was like i took my time and tried to think through what i was going to do and and uh, i'm okay with that but unfortunately the next game i thought i had my clock with me i did not and um yeah well after three hours, we only got to three turns, so I was not happy. All you had to do was ask me for mine because I offered it to you. I know. I thought we could because it went started off really good, and then all of a sudden it just and it's one of those how do you put the climb the chess clock in mid game? You know that that sort of thing. Should have mm-hmm. done a turn just from the beginning. So I've, every time I tried to be the nice guy, when that happened, happened to me at LVO. 2018, I think, 2020, same thing happened. I was just like, what the hell is this clown doing? So, <laughs> Yep, Rob, it went like this. Hey, Eric, it looks like you're playing against the guy I played first round. You should really use a chess clock. If you don't have one, you can use mine. Yeah. <laughs> Everything you need to know happened at that lunch. Up there with... Uh, did he include a uh, character in that unit? You do know they all gain the infantry keyword when that happens, right? But... <laughs> and what did you do uh, when you didn't believe us? You went to Discord. <laughs> they all confirmed it. Everybody's like, "Yeah, of course it is." What the hell have you been playing? I'm like, oh, how about that? So. <sighs> I mean, that idea is still something that people don't have their head, their idea. Well, that 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 that's the idea that people don't have their heads wrapped around just yet, because like for Tyranid Primes and Warriors, you would never think the unit got the fly keyword off of that. Unless you really, really dug deep to try and be like, oh, hey, ba-ba-ba-ba. Da-da-da-da-da. Oh, holy crap. (laughs) The Warriors get fly. Huh. I didn't pick up on that either. So if you put like... Keywords are shared. That's wild. Mm -hmm. All right, then. All of them. Yeah, so Ray did a two and one, which is very impressive, especially with Imperial Knights. So, (laughs) yeah, I've moved past the brag and into the denial phase. (laughs) Like, I've gotten to the point, like, how the hell did I do that? At this point, it's just, man, I wish I would have gotten like 21 points. Like, I could have gone a little higher up over one other particular player. It happens. I'm, I'm just now, because I saw there was the results of one of our local tournaments, and several of the people I played did really well again, and I'm like, oh, revenge will be sweet. So, competitiveness <laughs> is coming out. So, so what you're saying is, Eric, mm-hmm. we need to feed that and get you practicing more. Yeah, but I understand custodes are like, custodes and guard are, are secretly the, the two new Apex Predators in the meta, so that should be fun. <laughs> Don't I mean, tell practice is practice is practice. That's true. 
But yes, otherwise, I've not had very many events over the last month because, yeah, I've been living under a rock. Not the most comfortable place, but the school systems are pretty good. So, <laughs> eh, eh, sometimes I can only learn the same sh- mineral <laughs> a certain number of times. That's true. But luckily, there's been lots of events to talk about over the uh, past week here. Nice mix of stuff so to talk about. So where do we want to start first? Well, we can kind of pull the ha-ha funny joke that Ray mentioned. Uh, and we go to the, the Cherokee Open that actually finished up this weekend. Yay! So yeah, Frontline Games' first event of the year, of the season. Not, of course, yes, know LVO technically is the last and first at the same time. But um, third year now for yep. Cherokee, I believe. I think so, yeah. So the top five ended up cutting to something like this, where we have Mark Samarian with Orcs. In fourth place is Daniel Redhaas with Death Guard. Didn't he play Adrock before? Yeah, he actually was. Yeah, we've seen him a bunch of times. Huh. He's been at Scorched Earth, too. Weird. Uh, I don't know what the heck happened to third place, but it says it. For whatever oh. reason, it dropped down like just below the cutoff. Because uh, uh, looking here at BCP, is, it says manually placed. Hmm. So, like, they got shuffled, I guess? I don't know. So we're just going to start at fourth place, which was Mark Samarian into Daniel Redahas into second place, which is Joshua Campbell with Necrons. And first place, Noah Noondorfer with Thousand Sons. And one of the funniest uh, army list names I've seen. <laughs> yes, for, for those of you at home, Ray spoiled this for us a little while ago, but it is in fact called if I get on Goonhammer with Zangors, it'll be hilarious. <laughs> and the Zangors he took were not the ones on discs. Oh, really? Yep. So looking at it right now, it's Armin, Magnus, a couple of Exalted Sorcerers on disc, one on foot, Infernal Master, some Rubric Marines, 20 on foot Zangors. And then two spawn units and a vortex beast. Okay, I have to look up what does a uh, uh, the beast do these days. So the one of the big things that the beast does is it doubles range for uh, the stuff you use cabal points for. Ah, uh, there we go. And if I remember right, all those. Uh... Why Zangors? So I don't know exactly what he used them for. What he used them for. They do have an ability that while they're on the objective, you can roll a dice. And I'm double checking right now, but I believe it's a, a roll of a four. Yeah. For a four plus, you get a cabal point. That's for each mm. objective marker. It has one or more units. 
So, in theory, you have your 10-man unit kind of gets strung out in a bow tie thing, touch multiple objectives. No, you do have to control it. And you don't, I, unless I missed it, you can still only control one objective with a unit. So you got the like it's the same general idea of you're spread out, your movement blocking, and you're yeah. generating extra resources. Yeah. So the the reason why this is kind of ha ha funny, as Eric pointed out, apparently custodians and Imperial Guard are the two new Ah, we're the big boogeyman. Uh the first one of those two that existed in this top cut was all the way in ninth place. Or in this case, eighth place. Yep. <sighs> I still think they're going to be really strong between getting their uh, devastating wound, feel no pain, roll back, and the ability to fight first. They're just rock hard. I'm not, not looking forward to running into them in, in, anytime soon. Yeah. Well, I can tell you one thing. Going up against me, I'm not going to be as much of a rock as the other ones because I only got five wardens. Hmm. In general, expect to see like 15. So what you're saying is you're not there yet. Well, in a pinch, I could play wardens with axes, but... I kind of don't want to do that. What makes the weapon that they have so important? Well, one has five attacks, one has four. One of them hits on twos, the other hits on threes. The one of them has AP two, one of them has AP one. One of them has two damage, one of them has three damage, and then a strength seven, strength nine. On a unit that does not get rerolls. So you want more attacks. More than you want that strength nine and one more damage. Yep. And the weapon profiles are exactly the same for the Terminators because the Terminators use the same exact weapons. But Terminators get wound rerolls. So in that case, you'd rather have the Axis. No. No. Spears, mathematically, are the winners. Oh. Trust me, I have... I've had to. Numbers don't always matter. (laughs) I've had to argue with myself on this one. Like, no, I want to bring axes. Axes look cool. Axes. No, spears are better. (laughs) (laughs) Just imagining an argument inside your head, where the orc, your your inner orc, is one yelling about the axes, and it's there's just like mopey little custodians going, "No, spears are better." <laughs> Spears are cunning that, that, and brutal, but axes are brutal but cunning. <laughs> uh, listen here, Green Man. Judge. Votan. I was waiting for that. <laughs> I was expecting you to say it, Eric. <laughs> I was holding back. I was holding back because, by the way, uh, units can control more than one objective. It's models that cannot. Really? Yeah. Yep. Okay, so is that a new thing for 10th? Because I don't remember that yes. being the case in 9th. Okay, that's correct. Yeah, it, it's because the... of the introduction to OC value instead of... Okay. Yeah, it's OC by model, not by uh, unit. So. 
But yes, congratulations to Noah, though, for the upset that is, hey, I won with a whole bunch of dusty nerds. Yep. No, pretty exciting. Uh, to really dive deep into this and find out what they find out. And yes, I'll be laughing my head off when I see it on Goonhammer. Um, everybody's asking, how did a player go 6-0 and and not make the top bracket? Um, I, knowing who this person is, just don't care. I don't really don't want to talk about them. We, we don't. <laughs> yeah, you, you cut out there real bad there, Eric. Oh, sorry about that. So, yes. Uh, You've been ordered to be silenced by the Inquisition. <laughs> Apparently. It's pretty bad. No, the, uh, there's all this talk all over the internet about how a certain Tau player went 6-0 and but did not make the final cut. And there's conflicting reports of why that is so, uh, given the inaccuracy, the complexity of the reports and the person's reputation. We're just not going to talk about it. So, But you still brought it up. Yes, I did. You like how I did that? <laughs> well, what... I mean, we're talking about the internet drama that's talking about it, this person, so it doesn't yeah, it count. Yeah, it exploded on Facebook, it exploded on Reddit, people wouldn't stop no. talk, asking about it on Wargames Live. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, but was... needless to say, it doesn't matter. We're moving on, we're going to the next event. <laughs> what is the next event, Robert? Uh, well, let's see, I dug up like five events this, no, six events this week. So, we're gonna jump all the way over to Scotland. Die, Lottie. Yep, we're going to Brewhammer. Let's check and, and this one, I have to appreciate the fact that they actually have the Orc School look like a beer hop. <laughs> it does look pretty cool. Yeah, that's... But yes, so for the Brewhammer, the top five end up cutting to Gavin Heritage with Votan. Fourth place is Rich Butler with World Eaters. And third place is Jeff Webb with Necrons. Second place is Johnny Simmons with Admech. And first place is Josh Roberts with Necrons with a almost perfect score. Interesting to see how he will balance Necrons considering he's the new guy on board at Games Workshop. You may have seen him in the last um, Battle Watch article. But again, not a single custodian or guard player within the first top 10. The first custodian is in 13th place. So clearly the custodian meta isn't as big and scary as some people make it sound. Oh, it's terrible. Robin Crotus came in 14th, um, former Games Workshop employee. Nice to see that. He's playing sisters of all armies. Hobby project, maybe? Might be. You never know. I always remember him more as a... Um, he did a lot with Skaven, but I never knew what he played in 40k. So he was a really nice guy when I met him. And our next... But yeah. Oh, and Josh, I think, is the only person from Team England who did not go to Poland this weekend. So we'll get to that event a little later on. Yeah. Yeah, there was a big old team event that happened this weekend. And... It happened in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, it's one of those. It's it's kind of a, a kind of a how do I say this? It's nice to see team events becoming much more mainstream in the 40k vernacular. There's more players talking about being on teams, and the team events are less about Team USA, Team America. 
and team, you know, England, whatever, like national teams that so you're starting to hear about the next event that's coming up that people are kind of forming professional teams. Like, so it's a real mm-hmm. same eight players going from team to team to team, which is pretty exciting. But uh, this one's still kept to its uh, nationalism. And in case you're having a tough time finding this like we were, it's actually on Tourney Keeper. That'd be the other software when it comes to pairing software. And your top five looks something like this. Uh, Belgium in fifth, Team England uh, in fourth, uh, Duda's Dudes. And you're probably wondering, who's that? Well, it's Michael Duda's team. Um, mix of all kinds of players from different countries. Team France coming in second, and uh, Team USA took it uh, with the first place finish of uh, three wins, no losses, and two ties. So congratulations. So some of the names yep. we won't be talking about because they're at in Poland. Uh, Anthony Vanella, Quentin Johnson, Nick Nadavati, Ben Jurek, Brian Seep, Michael Mann, Andrew Ganyo, and Zach Kerstetter. Yep. They had a wonderful time. Yeah. I got to see Ben's updates on the regular throughout the days. But we're going to come on back to Indiana where some game night stuff happened. Yeah, because that gives me some time to find. Supposedly one of the Polish players ran a Drukari list with three Void Raven bombers. I'm just like, what? That's insane. <laughs> <laughs> but as we get into the real monstrosities of this, is which is the Necrons. By the way, every team at this tournament took it took a Necron list. Um, I'm sure it was probably roughly the same list too. Probably was, but it's wondering like maybe that's why they took it because it's got the enough firepower to take out a, a Satan with, and the Satan can't reach it because it's up in the air. I, I don't know. It might be an idea. Why wouldn't no the Satan have fly? Do they have fly? Yeah, yeah, but they you only know, move like eight inches. Yeah, I think it's five. <laughs> they're even slower. Like it, they're deadly slow now. Like it's just. I gotta look this up. You talk about Indiana. I'm gonna look this up. They seriously have What's the name of the Indiana event? Uh, the Game Night Warhammer 40k Grand Tournament. So the Game Night GT for easier chewing on words. In fifth place, we have Bo Lawrence with Necrons. In fourth place <laughs> is Aaron. Different names. <laughs> it's like Bo. I'm thinking like Bo Duke or Bo, like some sort of country name. Then he has last name Lawrence. It's like. <laughs> It's like British, but Dukes of Hazard royalty. I don't get it. <laughs> I don't know, man. But yes, fourth place is Aaron Osborne with Necrons. And third place is Luke Rolf with Guard. So yes, this is the first seeing of Guard in the top cut of this new supposedly spooky Custodian Guard meta. I told you. Satan do a fly. That's unbelievable. All right, never mind. In second place is Jacob Clue with Death Guard. And first place is Anthony Lineberry, also with Thousand Sons. <laughs> what is the chances that he also has Zangors? Nice, Linda. No, <laughs> Unless, of course, they're on the discs. Nope. Not... Yep. Uh, Zangor and Lightning. There they are. So six of them on discs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, usually you see the same old Thousand Sons list. You've got a bunch of characters. There's a little bit of variation there, but it always includes Magnus and Ehrman. Uh, you get some rubrics. You may or may not get multiple Vortex Beasts. Some um, 
Gaspon every here every now and then, and then six bowmen because they're snipers basically. Well, and they're also forty five points, which is dirt cheap. Yeah. And then the first custodian list um, is fifteenth place with John Pittman. Ah. Custodians still being average. I love it. And then the next event, since we're kind of on a nice roll here, is the HWP Salty Classic all the way down in Florida. Do, 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 do. So for the top five of the Salty Classic, so the saltiest of the salt, we have Tim Penny with Death Guard. Okay, his score is messed up because it only shows him playing four games. That's okay, awesome. he only That's he legitimately was. he only legitimately played four games. That's weird. Um, in fourth place is Cameron Caseman with Sisters. In third place is Curtis Hoddling with Guard. Second place is Cody Drake with Death Guard. And first place is Gavin Kahn with Necrons. I'm pretty sure it's Hypercrypt. If it's not, I'm going to... Yep, it's Awakened Dynasty. Nope. Nightbringer, yeah, okay. Technomancers, The King, Reanimator, Race, Race, Deathmark. Play with what you got. It's pretty cool. Normal Destroyers, Heavy Destroyers, Heavy Destroyers, Heavy Destroyers, Tomb Blade, Tomb Blade, Tomb Blade. Okay. Yeah. Some scout moves, <clears throat> some thick, chewy walls that is a canoptic race. Hmm. Yeah, so hi, um, Hypercrypt really focuses on you doing shenanigans with Monoliths, so if you're not going to bring a Monolith, you may not necessarily want to do anything with that. Um, the Canoptic Court is at its best when it's running maximum race which you can't really get right now uh and a ton of cryptech stuff if you don't want to or can't do that then awakened dynasty is actually really good because of what you can do with any units that have a leader which is shoot better all right well that doesn't make a lot of sense because the last time that i played in a necrons was against a local guy here and he brought Canoptic Court. It was still a slugfest. But I think I ended up coming out that game by two points. Or something like that. Yeah, I, I played see. Canoptic Court last Sunday. And it's, it's not a fun list to play against. If I wasn't talking to the player, it's not fun to play as well. So it, it was almost it was, it's a couple of points. I kept waiting for him. Why isn't he pushing forward? Because it makes more sense just to stand there and collect points. Yep. So, yep. It's an army. That's why I called it a wall, because that's all it does. You you build a wall in the middle, and then you stop. Yep. yep. It derps. It just goes meh. That's, that's how it kind of felt anyway. Yeah, I think I'm ready for go 
round number two with them, though. I think uh, there's some. <laughs> yeah, you learn a lot from it. You're like, okay, how derpy is it? Oh, it's that's pretty solid. Look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely a couple things. I was like, oh, interesting. So yeah, it's that list is made to score points, and it does it very, very efficiently. But we can move on from Necrons because we might not find them in Canada. I mean, you'll find them in Canada because they're kind of everywhere. But we're going to go to the Heroes of the Mid-Table event, which is all the way up in Canada. A nice, healthy 40 players. And the top cut ended up looking something like Ryan Burns with Dark Angels in fifth place. Gary Sacco with Black Templars fourth place Noah Bedome in third place with Chaos Knights dang it I was right we would find them second place is Leon Bath with Necrons and first place is Kasra Hoshadar with Ultramarines interesting ah yep is it's it the usual? Uh, it's the it's the list that has been cropping up in popularity. I've played against this one, too. It's annoying. It's the Vanguard Spearhead list of Marines. Okay. So it's Biologist, Marnius, and Ventress are the only characters. A big old brick of Devastator Centurions, some company heroes, Eradicators, um, Inceptor Squads, Scout Squads, Akalis Assassin, Inquisitorial Henchman. This is exactly the same list that I played against, and it was not impossible to beat. But the fact that Uriel can give any unit in your army the deep strike ability, which means you can actually deep strike your centurions. Mm-hmm. And then the infiltrating enhancement on the Biologist gets slapped into an Eradicator unit with Marnius Calgar and the Biologist, so you get to infiltrate this extremely high damage unit. It's... It is not a fun list to play into, because it's also minus one to hit. It's basically like playing into old Eldar that isn't a Lytok. Minus ones to hit everywhere. They're all in cover until you're in charge range. And then, oops, you're not in charge range anymore. Because <laughs> they can run away. <laughs> like, oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah, it's one of the few instances where I'm like, oh, good. Okay. Um, you got your aggressors. I've got a Crusader. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I expect that list to see a lot of play. If not from Ultramarines, then maybe people might try to get creative with it with um, Blood Angels or Dark Angels or something. Because the the secret sauce of that list is Ventress. You can pick any unit you want to be able to hide. And your footprint is almost all infantry. So your, your opponent, if they're taking tactical missions, gets zeroed out on Bring It Down. No, not only that, you, you pretty much, yeah, you can, I've seen plenty of lists where it literally is just infantry. And I don't yeah. think there's anything in a lot of those lists that would count, yeah, because uh, 
Centurions are still infantry too. They don't yeah, qualify. They're toughness seven, two up armor, and four wounds apiece. <laughs> they're hard to chew through. <laughs> yeah, and if the um, if the Space Marine player is smart about how they do things, you're not going to get any assassination points either. Which I got really lucky in the fact that my opponent was thinking so far ahead that he actually forgot that I had enough CP for fight first. Mm. And a, a lone Terminator picked up Calgar. So it was like, I mean, I was losing the game anyway at that point, so it didn't really matter, but it was just, aha! <laughs> yeah. No, it's sometimes sometimes going up against that list, you you pick the victories where you can, which for me is almost always, all right, all I want to do is get rid of the the, uh, little, the little mini Death Star. Marnius and his... Uh, Radicators, yeah. Yeah. Which I've been lucky enough, anytime I've gone up against those lists, I tend to do, but I usually still lose. <laughs> yeah. So the final event that I found for this weekend was the NorCal Open GT returning to California from Canada. And yes, I am that tired. I almost got their abbreviations mixed up. (laughs) (laughs) They both said CA. I'm like, wait a minute, that's California. No, no, that's not California address. But anyway. We're going to go with the top five of NorCal. We have Jacob Quinn with Necrons. Fourth place is Taylor Davis with Chaos Demons. In third place is Adam Dye with Black Legion. So Chaos Space Marines. Second place is Mark Robson with Imperial Knights. And in first place, probably the shakeup of the weekend besides Thousand Suns taking Cherokee. uh, Forest Phantom winning with Space Wolves. Interesting. We gotta break that list down. <laughs> this is a weird weekend for space green lists. I mean, they were a little low on, the, you know, in the actual list at Cherokee, but one of the four uh, semifinalists uh, at Cherokee was a Blood Angels player. So, you know, Blood Angels and Space Wolves are considered outliers, even for space marines, which aren't necessarily doing the greatest right now. Yeah, with that data slate yeah. update, though, it'll be Blood Angels getting that. It's a plus two to strength now on the charge. It's like Super Lance. I'm like, whoa. Something like that, yeah. But for the Space Wolves guy, um, he did bring the Storm Lance one, which is, I know, the one that people were like, oh, yeah, I know. It works better for Space Wolves than it does for White Scars. Uh, well, <laughs> duh. <It does. laughs> so he brought an entire gaggle of characters. So Harold Deathwolf. Phobos Librarian, Grimnar, a couple of battle leaders on Thunderwolves, the cast on Normal Wolf Lord on Thunderwolf, uh, some Fenrisian Wolves, Infiltrators, Scouts, three bricks of Thunderwolf Cavalry, three units of Wolfen, and a Kalos Assassin. And I thought custodians were one note. 
<laughs> that is literally a monotone list if I ever saw one. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of play in those, um, in those, but and I guess with that detachment, they get all the bonuses. So you found them. Yeah, it's just pure. It's just efficiency at that point. Because yeah. okay, give plus one to wound your freaking Thunderwolf cavalry. Uh-huh. Why not? I forgot, is that all the time, or is that just on the charge? Uh, well, it's I'm talking about the, the storm shields floating around on them. and But yeah, no, the plus one, the bonuses oh. are mostly on the charge from the detachment. I thought. Okay. No, it's good. It's so. fun. And it's, it looks good on the table, too. And it covers a ton of, I mean, those, aren't they for the Thunderwolf on 60 mils? So they're, you know good move blockers as well it's it's pretty good it's got everything you need why not yeah except for the fact that you can't actually pet those dogs because they're not real indeed because they were space marines (laughs) yes i'm going to shatter every single space wolf player's dream no you cannot pet the dog why because it's a space marine (laughs) So I think that hits all the big events that we wanted to talk about this particular weekend. Uh, all the ones that I, I could find, yes. Nicely done. A uh, quick run through. We haven't done this in a while, but it's uh, the mid-table obscurity. We finally got enough data from since the data slate to talk about what are the most popular armies in the mid-tables. That is, when they go to a five-round or more event, they go two and three or three and two. And a uh, big shakeup, actually, since our last discussion. Uh, Necrons are the most popular army, representing 9% of the meta in the mid-tables. And uh, an even split between Hypercrit and Canoptic Court. They uh, dominate the choices, but it's almost evenly down the middle of how players are taking that. Space Marines coming in close uh, second, followed by Adeptus Custodes, also at 7% of the meta, and Tyranids. So apparently everybody still has their uh, 10th edition starter box and making the most of it and trying to make it work. Uh, but uh, yeah, so Tyranids are still uh, very prevalent in the mid-table. So if you uh, consistently are X X and 2, X and 3, you may want to be prepared specifically for um, Invasion Fleet is the most popular uh, detachment when it comes to Tyranids in the mid-tables. So yes, bring your raid. Bring You'll your... need it. Absolutely. I was listening to another podcaster talk about the unending swarm and how much they were just driving opponents nuts. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if Robert's willing to lend his tyranids for, for a weekend. <laughs> mm, no, this this week, um, my tyranids will actually be getting packed up and shipped off to their new owners. To, yeah, oh. the new owners. Oh, so, no. yeah. so sad. All right, and last but not least, uh, we touched on it briefly in the pregame show, and probably some of you have already reached out to me. Hey, I thought you guys were going to do all kinds of statistics. Are you going to bring back the uh, rankings that we did last year? We are. We just ran into a small, small problem in that, uh, well, uh, Best Coast Pairings is going through a major update at the moment, and uh, drove by an app absolutely bonkers. I finally got it sorted out this week, so I'll be able to get caught up on that. But uh, if by the time you're hearing this show, the tournament uh 
app, the Eternal Organizer app is what I'm trying to say, will be um, shut off. So it'd be very interesting to see how that moves forward. It looks like they're going to go strictly web-based for running tournaments. And players can use uh, their player app as they've done before, but it's a very different layout and uh, interface. So I'll be curious to see what else they're going to bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else that you guys have noticed? Uh, <laughs> nope. I, I'm li- yeah, with the new app. Yeah, um, I'm sure a bunch of people figured this out well before me, but I just figured it out like two days ago. Is that, um, yeah, you can search for lists on the app. You could before, which was kind of nice, but it's a little, it's a little clunkier now. So I'm not sure. I, I mean, I didn't know how to do it before. Yeah. So. I, but I can see how to do it now. Uh, another thing. <clears throat> The, there's the, the fact that you can uh, keep track of your own games on here. I haven't messed with that at all. Uh, and then, of course, you can follow games that you're not actually part of, which made things easier for me to keep an eye on what was going on with Cherokee this weekend. I didn't have to constantly search Cherokee every time I wanted to look at it. I could just go to the uh, following section and just be like, okay, there it is. Click on it. Really? I did not know that. That's pretty cool. That is very handy because yeah, that's so annoying. Like I walk away from my phone, I'm like, oh no, I have to re- you know, <laughs> redo the whole search engine to find the event. That's that's pretty wild. Well, I know for when I would look up lists occasionally on the old BCP app, it was clunky, but you could still end up finding lists and players and such. So it's not like it's impossible. It's it can be done better. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's it seems like they're getting a lot of the bugs out of it. So I think the biggest thing is I'm gonna take a, a gander at uh, how to run a tournament now, because on the app it had uh, it became second nature how to do it. it. Did so many. So now doing it via the the web should be rather interesting. So. Yep, I'm going to have to learn that the hard way this upcoming weekend. That's true. <laughs> Surprise! But your ITC Top 10, which, by the way, is now kept at Best Coast Pairings. It's not going to be... It's going to be there moving forward and uh, for this season, so don't need to keep clicking on to Frontline Gaming's website. So currently in 10th place is Adam Smith. In 9th place is Tyler Principio. I hope I'm pronouncing that correct. 8th place, Francisco Javier Domingos Granato. Seventh place is Espinosa Crypta. Sixth place, Cullen Burns. Fifth place, Seth Piper. Fourth place, Kyler Treya. Third place, David Lidwinski. Boy, I butchered that one. Hispano MDE in second. And then your current leader with 625 points in four events played is Noah Nerndorfer. Uh, with his crazy thuns and sons. Uh, he's actually the number one spot in the um, ITC. Yay! There you go. Where you go, him? It's always exciting in the beginning of the season when it's just like, who's on top? Really? How did that happen? So, yep, I actually need to get my butt into events to actually start getting scores. Indeed. So, it'd be nice to see us back up there again. But that's pretty much the uh, round. So yeah, we'll do uh, get caught up on all our 
tournament standings, our own ranking systems, and uh, all that. And uh, hopefully we can get a little painting done this weekend, so that'd be kind of fun too. So that was got a lot of train projects I've been working on, so now i got to get them to film. So Yeah, yeah, I got a lot of... I got a lot of painting to do myself too. I tried to do it all last week. I'm just no, I don't have the energy for this. Yeah, nothing's worse than trying to, especially with a migraine like you've been battling. Just leaning over, looking at these bottles, like oh, head hurts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not fun. So, but oh well. Ray, anything There's else no... to add before we wrap up? I don't think so. Okay, Robert. Uh, there's no, there's no painting without pain, right? I know, terrible joke. <laughs> Never thought of it that way. Now that you brought it up. <laughs> well, Jukari did put the paint in the the paint in painting as well. That's true. So you should know this, Eric. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But... <laughs> but no, otherwise, I don't got anything else for you guys. All right. Sounds good. Well, uh, thank you again for listening. Look for continuous updates, both on Instagram as well as Facebook. In the meantime, my name's Eric. I'm Raymond. I'm Robert. And thank you for listening to the Exterminatus podcast. Hey, listeners, this is Raymond with the Exterminatus podcast here to talk to you about KR cases. If you're like me and you're constantly looking for that better way to store your uh, armies, then look no further than KR Cases. That's right, this is the foam company known for their soft blue foam in the cardboard cases. They're a great way to mix and match whenever you're heading out for that next tournament. You can just swap out those boxes and no need to worry about switching the foam in and out. They're sturdy, the boxes help protect your models, and if you when you order, they come fast, the order is right, and for a better price than the other guy. So go to krcases.com, and when you place your order, be sure to mention the Exterminatus Podcast. So, friends, I have a very, very important question. Is your beer keg boring? Does it not have enough tentacles coming out of it? Does it not taste as funny as you remember because you didn't put a tear in it? Well, the wonderful makers of the Necro Nom 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 to replace your average pizza decided to come out with a, another book of the Lovecraft Cock. So they're from RedDukeGames.com and it will guide you through 78 different kinds of cocktails to summon a demon, summon a space bug. Who knows? Either way, it's going to be a very, very wonderful time, and we would highly recommend that you try to not ingest too many while at the gaming table, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen when you roll Perils of the Warp, or you roll a natural one on your persuasion check if you decide to play in So, if you're looking for fanciful drinks, go ahead and grab the Lovecraft Cocktails by the Mad Men at RedDukeGames.com, the makers of the Necro Nom Nom are you a gamer that has more bare plastic than you have time to paint? Do paintbrushes spontaneously combust when you hold them? If either of these is true, contact White Crow Studios and get your models painted by a college-trained professional painter. 
You can contact Bo at whitecrow.commissions at gmail.com and view his previously painted models at White Crow Studios on Facebook.